to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. To the delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw. The runner breaks to the plate. Here's the throw. Wow. He is out. The buck goes right. That ball's in well to left center field. Back toward the track. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me is Jim Rosati. Jim, good morning. Welcome to this glorious Tuesday. Good morning. It's what our second uh, second Tuesday. You if you wouldn't have reminded me yesterday that we moved to Tuesday, I would I would not be awake right now. I'm so happy I reminded you. <laughs> I had some suspicion on that, so I was gonna like casually get in there because, um, I mean, I guess you can kind of say you got your second shot yesterday. So yes, I casually was like. Are you feeling okay to do the show tomorrow? Not to call you out, but you know, to like <laughs> kind of semi remind you without being so harsh. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was my intention on that. Truly, I didn't really care if you felt good today. I just wanted to remind you there's a show today. Right, and well, I appreciate that. Pre- appreciate the concern. Yeah, that's what friends are for. <laughs> yeah, I do feel fine, by the way. So that's good. Yeah, I got to say, like, I am surprised. So I mean, there's semi concern. Because I want to know for my sake, when I get my second shot, you know, the odds of that, again, not really for you, Jim, um, but right. hearing that you have selfish reasons, shot, of course, you know, but yeah, you got the second shot and you said you're doing pretty well. So I'm encouraged now. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for feeling good for my sakes. I, I do this for you. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's why I let, that's why I let <laughs> you go first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh man, no, but for real. So, congratulations! Now you got your second shot. You're feeling well, so that's always good. Um, I still have yet to get my second one, but I don't know. I'm, I'm still, I'm still kind of nervous. <laughs> what I, I what pretty I, cool, pretty cool. What yeah. I have done though is, um, you can't really. I guess it's not too bad though. You can't really even notice it too much on the stream. So I went to finally shave a little bit you know my razor died on me halfway <laughs> that, that sucks so like this whole side here is shaving you know it's trimmed down this this yeah. here isn't like it stops like around here over okay you can tell a little bit now that you pointed out yeah i guess if i do like this because my hair i haven't got it right a too. like right here you yeah. can tell yeah it's yeah. So my razor. So I guess the good thing is, again, working from home, there's a benefit. I don't have to go to work looking like an idiot. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, working from home, I, I probably only even shave now like twice a week. <laughs> I hate shaving. I always have. You I don't really I mean? mind it. I just like, I don't, I don't really have to anymore because it's not like you can't see the little like shadow on Zoom calls. Or if you do, who really cares? Bucko Mike cares, but other than that, you know, like you said, I mean, who, Bucko who Mike, yeah, yeah, who cares? Bucko Mike cares. It's about it. Well, I'm with you. I, 
I've always hated shaving though. Just I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm like, eh, I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes like, yeah. eh, I'll do yeah. it the next day. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. So that's good. You know, like you said, working from home mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. I was just afraid because, you know, going on here, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to look so terrible. But it's not that noticeable. So. All yeah, right. you can't tell. You can't really tell. It's kind of like the Pirates. You know, the record says they're seven to nine. You can't tell they're actually worse than that. You can't. You can't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would, the uh, from a from a power ranking standpoint, they're they have not been the worst team. We're not like, last, not even, not even not even close, really. Right? How about that? They they moved up. Um, I mean, let's 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 dive in a little bit about this, okay? Um, you're no longer your 54 wins projection is not on pace anymore. You're way off, Jim. You're so far off the map, it's crazy. <laughs> You're right. You're right. So, And I'm happy about that. But if they would have lost that game uh, against the Padres, or they probably deserved to, then you'd be a lot closer because one game right now really matters. <laughs> yeah, um, and the, when, when, you're, uh, when you're taking this and you're projecting it out over 162 games, it's still, still a pretty small sample size right now. Yeah, yeah, very. But the good news is, right, so even better than that, even better than the fact they're not a 54-win team, right? They're not even a 61-win team like I projected. They're way up there at 71 tip. Even better than that, they're not even in last place, Jim. The Cubs are in last place. The Pirates are better than the Cubs, as we all expected. Yeah, and I told you the Cubs were trash, and they really, really look like they are. Um, I didn't want to I'm listen. looking at some, uh, I'm looking at some updated projections here. We won't really, who cares, but the Cubs are still projected to be 10 games better than the pirates. Um, actually is that's currently. bad. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. Still not good. Um, the pirates are, are currently projected to win 67 games. Yeah. I don't know, Jim. I thought the Cubs were going to be better than this, and they have shown they're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. They're awful. That lineup is really awful. the whole like, division. I don't think is very good. Well, no, we knew that coming in. Maybe it's even yeah. worse than we expected. I mean, the Brewers. I don't know. I don't know what's going on right now. The Brewers just lost two or three to us. Um, they didn't look good at all. Their offense looked terrible. I mean, outside of Daniel Vogelbach on Sunday, <laughs> right. like the team, the, the Brewers couldn't hit. Um, now, granted, Yelich is on the, the IL. Yelich is on the IL, so, so Yelich did player. not play. Like you can't but yeah, I mean, one yeah, player right. carry your entire team. Yeah, Otherwise, you're one not guy. Good. Exactly. Right. And I think we can all agree they're not good. It's just they may be, they may be the best team in the division, but they, they did not look like a good team this weekend. No. They really didn't. It, it's funny, like you're saying this, because we joke the Pirates are bad, right? Outside of the Cincinnati Reds series, which the Reds just annihilated the Pirates. I just, just they, they looked heads over heels. But it's funny, outside of that, they haven't been outstandingly good either. But you look outside of that Reds series, it's been the Cubs, it's been the Brewers, it's been the Padres. The Pirates have held their own on every team. 
Now, granted, the Cubs offense has been really, really bad as a unit so far. Um, still are, but I mean, it is what it is. The Pirates split that, you know, in both series, the season uh, series is split. They go to the, they go and play the Padres. They split that somehow or another. And they go in the Brewers and they beat the Brewers. So it's kind of crazy. Pirates are bad. They're not that good. But outside of the Red Series, they've held their own. They've looked like an adequate baseball team. And they've won some. And, and yeah, you can have like this built-in excuses. You can say the Cubs lineup has been – like the Cubs aren't where they should be at this year. I don't think they're going to be this bad all year long, obviously, either. Um, you could say that you know when they played the Padres, they didn't have Tatis. But Tatis looked really bad all year, too. Um, actually, if Tatis was in the lineup, maybe the Pirates take three out of four. Uh, and then, you know, obviously the Brewers, they, they go without Yelich. But still, like, the Pirates this year, let's, let's be honest this year isn't like last year. Like I'll say that we know the pirates aren't going to be good. If you look at them as a collective unit, they're not that good. I mean, let's honestly look at that, that rotation. It's pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Um, the lineup, you know, as we've gone on and said time and time again, there's definitely bright spots, but it's all kind of like grunge, like in that two to five whole range. And like outside of that, it's, it's also pretty bad. Um, the bullpen, there's some nice pieces. It's 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 a, a solid unit. Um, so far, like it's not terrible. There's there's pieces that are some interesting pieces. There's some that are pretty bad still. But let's just say this team has been fun to watch. This hasn't been like the 2020 Pirates. You know, last year we were just thankful that we had a season. I felt like, but it was kind of brutal watching a lot of those games. This year, even with them being seven and nine, and had they been six and ten, say they did lose that Padres game, right? At at least to me, like I felt like I can watch this team. There's interesting parts. Yeah, um, I I don't know how long it's going to last. I still think the starting pitching is is not is not good. Um, and the bullpen is eventually going to break down. But for the time being... Let me ask, not to cut you off, but let me ask a fair question. Yes. Is the bullpen going to break down more because the bullpen is kind of playing out of their mind right now? Or is the bullpen going to break down because it's starting pitching so bad that they're literally going to be breaking down physically? I think it's, I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. Um, You know, that when, when you, when you force relief pitchers to throw too many innings, they, you know, they, they start not performing as well. So right, right. eventually this bullpen is going to start breaking down a bit. Okay. Um, especially when we, you know, need some depth options because, you know, obviously the, the pitcher, the pitchers that are on the team right now, aren't going to be the pitchers on the team in July. Um, stuff's going to happen. So, you know, I mean, I don't know just the way some of them are pitching. They might be, we're, we're hoping that something get traded, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm talking more about like injuries and things like that, you know, okay. like next man up. Like, I don't, I don't know if the depth is there to keep this up. Um, but so far the, the pitching has been completely fine from the, the bullpen. Um, a few starters have been extremely inconsistent, but early on, and we expected that I think out of a few of them. So um, yeah, the pitching is still the main concern for me here on this team. Um, I, 
I'm not trying to like rain on anybody's parade, like enjoy the pirates while they're playing fun baseball. Right. I, I am, you, we all should be right. Um, I, I don't, I don't foresee this team like winning 75 or 80 games. No, right. Like no. this, that's not, that's not going to happen. Right. Um, I mean, I guess it's possible, but very unlikely. Um, so, so let's say, enjoy it. They're, they're, they're fun. Um, they're definitely a team that, that is, you know, things are clicking for a few people right now. There's a couple interesting pieces on the team, but for the most part, you know, we're, somebody brought it up. Like, the team's not even necessarily really all that young. It's just, they've got, they've got some pieces who are collectively performing not terrible. <laughs> I mean, they're not even 500, right? So let's go, let's like, we're not, we're not watching like the, the 27 Yankees here. Um, but they're, they are at least we're not watching the 2021 Yankees. That's the, true. <laughs> there's a, that's true. don't want to be the 2021 Yankees, but no, they're, I mean, they're, they're overperforming, you know, they're, they're, um, they're at their expectations, which is, which is cool. It's fun. They're fun to watch so far. So like I said, keep enjoying it. Um, that's, that would be my advice is, yeah. Hey, they, they might not be all that good, but hey, if they're going to give you fun moments throughout the year. Let's take let's take advantage of those. Now, you did say something that I want to touch on here as well to put some stuff into perspective because I have been seeing this, and I want to say more recently, maybe because you know, I'm not I'm not out there trying to say people think there's a lot of people that think the Pirates can be good, and this is like proving that not good but not as bad. But in this sense, I've been seeing a lot more lately as if. You know, well, this is the thing is, this is a young team. Well, this is a young team. This is a young team. And you're right. Like, let's actually touch on that a little bit here. This really isn't a young team. Like, there might be a lot of guys that aren't late in the RB years, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, there might be not a lot of service time to these guys, but it doesn't mean that they're young. I mean, Chad Cool, we're talking, Colin Moran, Frazier, like Newman's. Even though this is Newman's third year, he's going to be 28 years old. You know, there's Polanco, there's Stallings there. Like, tell me on this team who's young. It's it's Cabrian Hayes. I guess you could say Reynolds. I, maybe he qualifies to, like, to the young term. Um, this team isn't young. <laughs> it's not. Hopefully next year it will be a young team. Um, and then, of course, like the year after. But as it stands right now, this is not a young team. No, I mean, they're, they're not. Um, I said service time wise, they're not veterans, but at the same time, yeah, they, they really aren't young. Philip Evans is still technically a rookie, right? So Philip Evans is a rookie and I think he's 28. He's say, 28. He qualified yeah. to get his shot like a month ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Philip Evans was in like one B. Right. Um, <laughs> No, so as far as as far as yeah, the team's not young. Um, I mean, even even looking at like the bullpen arms, Clay Holmes isn't young anymore. Mm-hmm. Chris Stratton's not young. None none of these guys really are young. Uh, De- David Bednar, who you know everybody's talking about as like this young pitcher, he's twenty six. So right. um, yeah, it, 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 they're not a young team. They they are actually a little bit older. The the thing though, I guess you could say is. 
you do have a lot of people who are in like their prime, you could say, right. You know, baseball prime 25 to 30. So maybe that's why this team, and, and I mean, we're looking way ahead, but if this team isn't going to be completely terrible, it's because you had a few bad players, like have their best season ever. Um, I mean, that's, that's probably what would have to happen for right. them to not be completely awful. Um, so when I say that, I'm talking about Colin Moran, right, who so far has been looking like that. Adam Frazier, you know, who so far has put together a really solid year. So if people like that continue to hit and play the best years of their careers, yeah, this team, this team won't lose 110 games. Sure, sure. Now, and I guess, like, again, the reason I want to say that, too, is just because, like, I guess we're the – this team does stand. It's it's not like the play the kids type of atmosphere here. I mean, it's more like these are guys that are in their primes, like you mentioned. Like, let's try to get Chad Cool out of Pittsburgh. Um, so that way we can play the kids. And, you know, with that said, too, speaking of the kids, let's kind of touch and harp on this again because there's been a lot recently of get rid of Cahill. It's DFA Cahill. Cahill stinks. Get him out of here. Why isn't your hurry up here? Why isn't uh i mean even ponce obviously he's coming off the il here like why aren't the kids up here let's see what they have get cahill out of here can we touch on that a little bit as well because i think it's it's reckless well it's that and then i mean it's 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 irresponsible too and, and you you tweeted it out on i think it was sunday and then i i kind of retweeted it but you know you've got these you've got, you got some folks saying that you know cahill needs to not be in the rotation right um, and let's just use him as an example here. Like Trevor Cahill is here not to be good. Like he's not here to be a, a, he's not really, they, they brought him in for one reason and one reason only, and that is to pitch innings. Right. Um, these, these guys didn't, even the ones in the rotation, like if you talk, if you're talking about Chad cool and Mitch Keller and JT Brubaker, none of those guys threw more than 40 innings last year. Right. So, you know, how, how much can you actually throw those guys this year? Right. Like you can't tell any, any of those guys to go out there and throw 150 innings after throwing 30, 35 last year. Um, So I I don't, I I think that's just, it's a long season. Like it's a 162 game season. These young guys, I know people Right. So like people are clamoring for these young guys, like guys, you, you will see them. Like that's, you will see these guys. You will see Miguel Yahore this year. You will see Cody Bolton this year. You're going to see more Will Crow this year. Like those guys are going to pitch this year. One, because they have to, <laughs> you know, like I said, there's going to be a lot of innings. Um, but for the time being, they brought in these guys so that you wouldn't have to throw them all year long. Um, you know, like Trevor Cahill's going to throw a hundred innings on this team. Like whether you like it or not, Trevor Cahill is going to throw a hundred innings. Like that's why he signed for yeah. the salary he signed for, you know, three yeah. weeks in the spring training, you know, yeah. like he's not a good pitcher. This team isn't going out there to compete. Therefore they're not trying to sign pitchers to compete. Right. Like you're saying, I mean, there's, there's going to be like a breaking point. I mean, obviously if Trevor Cahill is just, washed and he has like a 12 era you know in like the middle of may maybe there's another option out there we can use yeah but like right like he 
obviously the first start wasn't good. The last start wasn't good. I will say this. He got baby to hell his last start as well. Like when you look at his overall numbers, it's 13 innings in three games. Now it's just three games. That second start, he looked actually really good. Um, it's it's small sample. I'm not using this to say like Trevor Cahill belongs, but like I think the overall numbers support him being worse than he actually has looked. You know, like when you look at his FIP and everything else, like the numbers. I mean, he's striking out 11.7 per nine, only walking two per nine. His baby is four sixty two. Like that's not gonna last. Like he's better than what he's shown. Not to say like right. Trevor Cahill is a good pitcher. He belongs. It's just like it's not gonna be as bad as this either. I think like as the season progresses, I think things will normalize and he'll look like a just a bad pitcher and not DFA him type of pitcher. You know, so it's not really this bad to begin with. But you're absolutely right. I mean, Trevor Cahill was signed for just the reason of we need innings and. Hey, we suckered Trevor Cahill to pitch for the Pirates because, you know, there's not probably too many options out there. Let's go back to last year's Dyson quotes, you know, where Trevor Cahill just needed a job. And it seemed like the Pirates are the only ones out there willing to give it to him and he signed. Pirates need pitching. They, the Pirates don't have the luxury of saying, like, that's the other thing, too. It's not as if they can say, hey, XY pitcher, we like you, come play for us. They also got to say, I want to play for you. And there's probably not too many out there that did other than Trevor Cahill. So we're we're kind of stuck with Trevor Cahill in that sense. In the other sense, too, we're stuck with him in the sense that we need pitching. Yes, you are correct. Like, we mentioned the prospects, but, like, Chad Cool pitched 40 innings, you mentioned, last year. And that was coming off of injury. So how many innings does he have under his belt this year? And that's a guy that you need in the rotation. You know, Mitch Keller has – we joked, you know, that stat last week. That was his, what, his eighth time pitching in PNC Park. Like, he hasn't had many innings under his belt the past few years either, you know, as a prospect coming up. So how many innings does he have for the season? You know, so, like, not even the prospects, but the guys that are in the rotation, how many innings do they truly have on the year? Not many. You need Trevor Cahill to give you innings. He's going to be here, period. That's it. Yeah, and, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that, that you're, you're actually right. And and I, I wasn't even really – I didn't even look at his – kind of his peripherals, you know, before you brought them up, but yeah, he's, uh, he's getting Babbitt to death Four sixty-two Babbitt. Um, he actually, Donardo has the best X fit on the entire roster right now. Um, and he leads all pirates pitchers in war, Trevor Cahill. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so which, which war is based off of XFIP, by the way. So, you know, that, that's why. But so, so he hasn't, so, so yeah, the numbers would show that, you know, he's not a, he's not a 9.69 ERA pitcher. You know, he's probably, he's also not a 2.63 um, pitcher either, but, you know, he's probably somewhere in between there. He, he's just kind of calm down. It's, it's literally, it's three games. You know, and right. one of them was really good. So, again, Cahill's not going to light the world on fire. But, again, he's here to eat innings because those guys that are being mentioned, Yohore, Crow, um, Contreras, Bolton, if you bring those guys up right now, then you you have to shut them. You either have to, like, go to like an eight man rotation or something so that everybody can pitch all year or you're shutting, you're shutting them down in like July. Right. 
Right. You know, so so is that necessarily what the Pirates want to do? No, they have a guy right now who can throw innings in the major leagues. They're going to throw that guy. And then I said, don't don't worry. These guys are going to be up here, right? You just got to be a little patient. You're going to see you're going to see all the guys you want to see this year because first off, I said they they need the innings anyways. But while they have these veterans on the team, Cahill and Anderson, they're going to throw Cahill and Anderson a lot, and they're going to to mm-hmm. use them for for innings. And that that's just it's going that's the period that's going to happen. Right, Cahill's not being DFA'd anytime soon and i think the other most important thing is like what you say while these guys are here while these guys are here and healthy you know again that's the thing too like the the issue with last year is we've never had this this experience like with mlb like no there, there's no blueprint on this you know yeah. we're mlb's coming off a 60 game season where guys haven't pitched and there was no minor league season at all so these guys that you're talking about you know, we're saying like a cool pitch, 40 innings, you know, and, and such like these guys, right. Crow had what? 8.1 innings last year. Your hurry had seven. I think outside of that, you're like, what did they do in the minors? You know, outside of that, what did Bolton do last year? You know? So like we've never experienced this. So nobody truly knows what's going to happen as far as injuries and such this year. And then into the future as well. So here's the other thing too. Do you want to really jeopardize when you're in the unknown right now? Do you really want to jeopardize your hurry and crow and whomever these guys that you got and brought into these trades? Do you want to really jeopardize them to put them in the rotation right now and give them all those innings? Like I get the, I'm in between that. The baseball soft crowd right now that, you know, we worry and baby these guys all the time and the, the biometrics and, you know, we, we got a, we got to save these guys and all that. Like, like I get both sides of the arguments in here, but I think like right now the side of caution is, is the most responsible way because it's not even so much baby. We have no idea what's going to happen. What if you go out there and you say, you know, screw this. These guys are pitchers. You know, you have this bulldog mentality. We're getting the lineup lineup. And then your hurry, like tears, tears something or he blows out his shoulder or whatever. What was the point of that? Like, is it really that important to not see Cahill, on this terrible team right now to jeopardize your hurry, you know, to jeopardize these other guys right now to me. No, who cares how good Trevor Cahill is right now? That's where I'm at. Who gives a shit if he has a nine year a right now? I don't, <laughs> you know, like obviously the players don't want to be bad. I get that. But in the look at the grand scheme of things, what's important is the future. That's what's truly important. You know, 2023 really is the important year. So it was important that Trevor Cahill has a nine ERA in 2021 or your hurry is healthy and ready to go in 2023. The latter is definitely more important. (laughs) Okay. So he's going to get innings this year. You're going to see him pitch. He's going to get that taste of, you know, MLB and that experience, but don't jeopardize his future right now when you're not sure what's going to happen. Just get Trevor Cahill here. Let him blow his elbow out if he needs to. Like, that's the guy you don't care about in the grand scheme of things. Let him pitch. Let him do his job, what he was paid here to do, which is to get, like you said, at least 100 innings this year and save some arms in this organization. I agree. I agree with everything you said. (laughs) 
damn, that's a first. Uh, yeah. So, so I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I, I get that it can be frustrating, but you, you just have to ride with them for a little bit. Bet. So it's settled. Trevor Cahill is here. Everyone, shut up. No. <laughs> All right. So I, I guess maybe we can get into some of the fun stuff now. We've harped a little bit here. Some of the fun stuff is, as you've mentioned, Colin Moran. I think we can talk a little bit about him because you made an interesting point on NS9 Live. Um, not so sure exactly how serious or how, like, right now, do this, right? I don't think you're in the sense of right now, let's extend Colin Moran. But it was a thought process. And I was like, you know what? Since then, of course, he's still played well uh, against the Brewers. Like the last game, another home run. He's he's hitting the ball away. He's hitting the ball hard. He's He just looks like a different Colin Moran. He's very patient. He's walking. We saw improvements last year. Like maybe this is another step. Maybe he is just a better version of Thrillip Evans. Like maybe he also is a late bloomer, just a better person, a better player of a late bloomer. Um so it got me intrigued. And of course, recency bias is always the best, right? Like coming off that game in Milwaukee where he hit the home run and looked good. I'm like, all right, let me put out a poll out there. So we went and polled our listeners, our followers to see what they would do. And I gave the three options. Call Moran. Do you trade him? Do you extend him? Or do you rattle his contract? Which is basically like the only three things you can do right now other than DFA him and, and you're not. You know, you either extend him, you trade him, or you just keep him here, right? Keep going. Extend was the top option. 45% uh everyone that voted on here said extend him right now. 45% on April, what, 18th when this ended? Yeah. The second option wasn't even trade him. The second one was ride it out. We are at the point where no like the last option right now is the trade call Moran. We want him on the team. I found that to be quite entertaining to a degree it's it's pretty funny yeah and it, it's, it's funny what like 13 games well 16 games i guess can do <laughs> you're right again like recently biased there it was very young um also what i thought was was pretty funny right gary uh, morgan uh commented back which i didn't think about this but right think of how different this would have been if it was in the off the off season so like yeah what if right. it was 20 days ago and we put that out there I said, I'd probably have to put an option of DFA. There'd probably be comments, just DFA him, just DFA him. And now we're at the point of extend him, keep him here. <laughs> so I guess, like, what is this yep. dilemma of Colin Brand right now? Um, I mean, I think you, you take a wait and see approach with them. Um, if, if, uh, I think if someone's going to give you <clears throat> like a haul for Colin Moran at the, at the trade deadline, then you you clearly you take that. Uh, I'm not really sure what I would define as a haul right now, but you know one of those one of those trades where like as soon as you see it, you're like, okay, this this is good. Um. Then then I you know I pull the trigger on a trade, <clears throat> but I mean right now I'm I'm kind of just like let's see let's see more of this. Um. He's again he's not young right he's 28. He still has two more years before free agency after this year, right? So 2022, 2023. Um, 
I don't, I, I think, I think um, <clears throat> if you are going to do something crazy, like extend Colin Moran, it's going to have to be a pretty team friendly deal. Like something where I think I said, I said, I threw something out like five years, $25 million, something like that. You know, you know, five year annual value contract, $5 million annual value contract. And that's, that's something where, you know, if Colin Moran ends up, if this is who Colin Moran is, right. Not necessarily a 160 weighted runs created plus player, but let's say he's 120 or 130, right. Then you'll pay $5 million a year for Colin Moran all day, every day. Um, but if he reverts back to being just what he's been throughout his whole career, which is an average hitter, you know, 100 weighted runs created plus mm-hmm. then $5 million a year also isn't going to kill you for having an average hitter play first base for, for a few years. So I think it all depends on kind of like what, what, what is, uh, is possible to do. I don't know if Moran would be open to an extension. I don't know. Yeah. So that, that all, all, all plays a part as well. Um, but, uh, I, I think the extend Moran for just like a few years, it's not a crazy outlandish thing to consider. Um, especially when you think, you know, this team needs a needs a veteran maybe you know for when all all these young guys do come up yeah they also don't really have anybody else who could be an everyday first baseman you know on the horizon you look you look in the minor leagues and first base is kind of a limited area there there's mason martin but i think mason martin really is like the only hope in a sense of of and and, and yeah, and even Martin, you just you look at the strikeout numbers, and you, it, it's kind of a big red flag there too. So yeah, but apparently yeah, he had I, a five hundred and fifty <laughs> foot home run the other day. That's true. Apparently, yeah. I mean, the thing is though, that's something we've well, I'm not gonna say we've known five fifty. I'm that's ridiculous, but we've known the raw power is there, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're just gonna be also a good you know baseball player. Um, and I think like outside of that, the only really other option is which would have to come to a move. And to confirm the move to be first base would be O'Neill Cruz. Like those are the really the only options per se that's out there. Not to say O'Neill Cruz will be a first baseman. Also not to say that O'Neill Cruz will be a good baseball player. We don't know yet. Yeah, again, so there's a lot of unknowns when it comes to that corner infield position. You know, third base is kind of on lockdown now for a while. First base, we we, we don't know. And it's 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 an unknown thing there, especially if you trade Moran, what's what's gonna happen? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I am open to the thought of keeping Moran around a little bit, um, especially if this is who he is. If if he truly has taken kind of a next step, yeah, I I'm, I'm for it. And th- this is why I, I'm definitely intrigued because last year we saw an improvement. There was definitely a jump in his production, right? But then, like, the numbers within it. Like, when you look and say, how did he get this type of production? Because it is 60 games, and 60 games is weird, and things can happen. So it's like, you know, is there something in there that truly affected and caused this? And I, I say that there was. I mean, he was a different type of player. I mean, he was hitting the ball a lot harder. He's hitting the ball more in the air. Good things were happening. You know, like, for his career, he's had a barrel rate of 6.4%. Uh, and that comes with these past two years, you know. So – in 2019, he was barreling the ball 7.4%, and last year jumped to 13.4. I mean, almost double, right? Almost double is hitting the ball the best that you can, you know, at that rate. And then this year it's jumped, and again, a small sample. This year it's jumped to 16.3. 
like all of his expected stuff is is just ridiculous in the red. Like he he is hitting well, and the numbers support that he should be hitting well. You know, and so now when you date back to the sixty games and like you know this this sample size here, it's it's like this is the new Colin Moran. I'm more of a believer in this. Not that say he's going to be this good, right? I mean, there's there's still it's still small sample. It's it's still maybe some luck in there too, but it still supports him being a productive player. He's not going to be a guy maybe that just frustrates you every time you see him up at the plate. You know, like oh god, here's Colin Moran. Um. He's almost a guy like like I'm not gonna say can't miss, you know, but when you see him at the plate, you kind of almost get encouraged. Like, okay, there's guys on bases and Calmaran's up. Maybe something can happen right now. Uh, and I think the other thing, as we point out a little bit um, on NS9 Live, is the fact that not only is he hitting the ball well, but he's drawing a lot more walks. You know, his walk rate he's at eight point three percent win a walk rate for his career, and it's at a twelve point three this year. Like all things offensively right now is clicking and going well for Colin Moran. Yeah, and and I mean you can see it just through his approach. He's putting together good at bats every time out there, and and what's he's going the other way with the ball, and and so like consistently, and his home runs are are being driven opposite field. Like he's he's hitting balls over the left field fence. Um, I was looking at, I think it was Alex Stumpf put out, you know, spray chart, you know, that, that Moran had. And you compare the spray chart this year to last year, Moran last year, most of his hits were pulled. You know, he, he was a very pool happy player last year. And that was even, that was the best year of his career was last year. Um, but this year he's kind of, he's changed it. He's using the entire field now, um, driving the ball opposite field and, yeah, he's, he's getting hits. So, um, and one thing I wanted to point out to that, which I find kind of surprising, take away the power. The power will never be matched. But in a, in a half-jokingly way, I'm saying this, but in half-joking, there's also half-seriousness. Is Colin Moran almost turning out to be what we were hoping Josh Bell to be? Because like, that, the thing about Josh Bell was he could hit it all over the field, too. You know, he would hit away a lot. Um, you know, he could pull the ball when needed. And it's almost as if like Colin Moran's taking that approach here. Like he is, he is hitting the ball away off in this year. He's actually doing it more than he's pulling it. You look at his numbers, he's pulling the ball 29.7% of the time. He's hitting opposite 32.4, which is like inverted from last year and his careers for the most point. Yeah. And that was, like, that was something that was always impressive with Josh Bell. He would hit away a lot. What Brian Hayes is doing right now, too. So it's like almost like is Colin Moran turning into the version of Josh Bell that we were wanting? With less power, maybe. I, I mean, um, I, I think from a hitting standpoint, he's kind of reminding me of like Brian Reynolds's rookie year. You know, where where Reynolds kind of always put together a good at bats, used the whole field. You know, Reynolds collected a lot of hits in 2019 from the left side and just kind of poking it into left field. Right, he he did a lot of that, and I'm, I'm seeing Moran do a lot of that here as well so i i don't know i don't really see any josh bell comparisons maybe um just because i mean you mentioned the power the power is just not on the same level as bell um i don't know i i, I think he's kind of more like that reynolds reynolds rookie year someone who could hit 
20 home runs potentially 20 to 25 home runs um and and just kind of put together good at bats so this is all good stuff and mm-hmm. i'm kind of uh, i don't want to say on the fence because i think i'm still more clear of trading him like if he's doing this and it comes to the, uh, i still fear right a bit of Fool's gold. And plus, he's not young. And it's just like, e- e- even though you might not get a haul for what Comran is and what the value of, you know, a first baseman and such, I still kind of almost feel if this is what he's giving you right now, it's better than what we anticipated and expected, then flip it. I, I'm, I'm still on board of, of if he's doing this or, or coming close to the deadline, like, like trade him, get what you can. Before midnight strikes, right, and he lost his glass slipper because I have a little bit of that fear in me. Though I believe I believe more in Colin Moran right now than and than ever. Um, but I guess that's just kind of where I'm at. Like the, the, to me, it's as if this is an unexpected surprise. That's not so much more of well, great we can keep him, but here's an unexpected surprise of maybe we get some more value out of him or any value out of him at this point of time. Um, unless I, I guess I, the only thing that gets me is, is how team friendly of that contract he would be even willing to sign for the five twenty five. I'm, I'm with you. Like if he were to sign that, I'd almost be like, damn, I mean for $5 million, like I'll take a bench bat, you know, of calm Ram. Yeah. Like he can play third. He can play first. The DH I'm sure is going to be there. That gives them playing opportunities and such, like for five million dollars. I just feel like Moran probably wouldn't do that, but almost I'm like, I don't know, $25 million, like guaranteed in front of your face right now, when you could have been like a non-tender in the future. Maybe. I mean, we see like CJ Crone's career. I mean, he's been bouncing around one year deal, one year deal. Um, and CJ Crone, I think to this point of his career, you know, if Colin Moran was like a lot better player and such. So I don't know. That's kind of intriguing. If it was a 525, I'd almost feel like you could talk me into saying Sten Comran is worth it. Yeah, I mean, CJ Crone's a good comparison there. You know, corner infielder slash DH. Their, their numbers throughout their career have been pretty similar. Um, but yeah, I mean, CJ Crone isn't somebody who... And, and I think more too, it Every kind of shows like what the value down. of like that yeah. corner, you know, like that first baseman is that pe- people don't value yeah. it so much. You can yeah. get a CJ Crone on one year deal for right. I mean, Crone's played for four four teams for the last four years, and he's been about an above average hitter every single year. So, right. um, pretty significantly above average hitter too. Um, yeah. So I, I think uh, I, I think it's something that Moran would consider. Um, just based off of the position and the type of player that he is. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a deal that, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be hampering in any way. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the, you would, you would take, you would take Colin Moran for $5 million, even just, even the pre 2021 Colin Moran for $5 million is, is probably worth it. So I, um, yeah, I, I put me in that boat right now where like I'm waiting I'm watching, and if he continues to look like a, a good major league first baseman, 
just stick with them. Like, cause again, the value wise, like people are talking about trading. They're just, when was the last time you, you remember seeing a basically average first baseman, right? I mean, if you're, if you're hitting 120 weight runs created plus as a first baseman, you're basically average. You're an average league first baseman. Um, how many, how many teams are throwing the farm at average first baseman? Right. You know, I mean, that's, I, I get getting talent into the organization, but if it's just like, if it's just something where it's like a complete flyer or you could just have Colin Moran for another four or five years, give me Colin Moran for four or five more years. It's interesting. I mean, for one, I think it's interesting that we're talking, like we're having this conversation right now on April 20th. Um, that's just like he's, he's that's... forced us to, but like he really yeah. has. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to listen to all sides at this point in time. If we were talking about extend Colin Moran, even like, 10 days ago i'm like you're crazy you're, you're crazy <laughs> shut up jim yeah. stop it stop it right yeah. but now even 10 days later i'm like all right you know what i'll listen let's entertain this um and i think you make really good points of how an extension could potentially work to again takes two to tango as you know i'm always going to harp and, and mention about these things but i i would be i'd be willing to entertain this idea and i think if it were to happen I wouldn't hate it. Like, I wouldn't go out off at a tangent of, what are you doing, Ben Jarrington? What are we doing here? You know, you finally really, really effed up here. We're going to hammer you. I think if if an extension were to happen, I'd be like, okay, well, you know, we, we're good. Like, we know we have Colin Moran now for the next however years it is, and let's build upon it and keep an open mind to it. So, but I guess ultimately, we're, I mean, the reason we're doing this is because like Colm Rand is a different player now. Like you can say, you know, after a few years where that cold trade just looked absolutely terrible, Joe Musgrove has turned to a fine player. Colm Rand maybe now is turning to a fine player. Michael Fleas, I still don't believe in. Get him out of here after we're, we've used your innings <laughs> that we need. And yeah. obviously, you know. Um. God, I've already forgot his name. I was going to say Jason. Yeah, Jason Martin um, is gone. So, Colm Rand is our last, last, last hope here with that cold deal, and he's looking like a fine player. So, good for him. Let me tell you this, too. In out-of-the-park baseball, I know oh. you don't play Donardo, but in out-of-the-park, I did trade Colin Moran. I traded Colin Moran. Okay. To the Houston, traded him back to the Houston Astros. And uh, I ended up making the World Series in 2022. And uh, Colin Moran had a walk-off Grand Slam in Game 7 to win it for the Astros against the Pirates. So basically the thing is, beware, right? Beware, understand, and know (laughs) if you're trading Colin Moran, know that you're trading Colin Moran. Know that you're trading Colin Moran, yeah. You don't want, like I joked here too, you don't want to be – the team that gets dunked on by John Heyman to say, I can't believe the Pirates traded Colm Rand for and have another Chris Archer deal. <laughs> yeah. It'll just right. be over and over. John Heyman will just be dunking on Pirates fans exactly. over and over Can again. Can you believe that the Pirates traded Colm Rand for this player? Oh, the Pirates, could have, ex- the Pirates could have extended Colm Moran. He was right. open to it and said they traded him. 2023, it's 
Could you imagine this lineup if Colin Moran was in it? <laughs> yes. So beware of tweets like that. They're right. bound to happen. This lineup could have Colin Moran uh, and Eric Gonzalez and Kevin Newman, and yet the Pirates. After he hits his walk off Grand Slam in the World Series for another team. Good point. I think that's the best point we've made so far today. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it to Alex. I think so too. Yeah. Um, which is funny. I think you're aware of this. Not that it matters, but you know you took over my team, right? Did I? Yeah, that's what happened. Ryan invited oh. me to play that. So I was you're... playing it, and then I was like, I have no time for this, and this is way you're... more involved than I thought. Because Ryan's like, oh, no, Your you just kind of team... put these settings in here and do whatever and like let it ride. You'll be fine. You know, your team was terrible. Yeah, it was. Well, that was what enticed me, too, because I love rebuilding. Like, I was like, oh, good, yeah. I get the rebuild. And then I saw the program, saw how involved it was and everything. And I'm like, I don't, I, I told you I don't have time for this to begin with. Now I'm looking, I'm like, I don't have time for this. I can't do it. So after I had the team, I think for like a month and not doing much with it, I finally gave up. And then that's when you took over. I've been slacking for the last like two seasons. It is, yeah. it, I, it is a lot of work. I mean, it's, it's every day you got to go in there and do something. Right. And sometimes I, I just don't want to. That. No, no. I, yeah. Sometimes I don't want, of course, a lot of times I can't. And then right. when you can, you're like, oh, but I finally have like five minutes to like not do anything. <laughs> so let me not do anything. Yeah. Anyways. So there's that. Um, so I guess uh, just one last thing I want to touch on here. Um, so the up and downs of Mitch Keller. No, no, I'm sorry. I want to talk about Mitch Keller. We'll talk, we already talked about Mitch Keller and it's alive. So it's just Chad, Chad Cool. Chad Cool came in and he pitched again Sunday and it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty again at all. Um, somehow or another, he, he, he pushed through and, and you know, we, there was a lead and of course we did end up winning the game, but he pushed through for us, but just still, Chad Cool is bad. There's no other way for me to put it. He is bad. He just um he has no command of his pitches. Um when he is when he is putting the ball in the zone, it's getting hit. His stat cast page is very blue. Yes. <laughs> just not what you want to see. He's walking one out of five hitters he's facing, one out of five hitters he's facing is being walked. Yeah, I I don't know what his I don't know what his issue is. Um, it, it's a command thing right now. He has none of it. Uh, he's not throwing any of his pitches with, you know, with consistency at all. He has no idea where they're going. Yeah, I mean, he's got a 9.19 walks per nine innings right now. He's walking over a batter in inning, which you cannot uh, you cannot do that in Major League Baseball and expect to have any sort of success. Right. We were making fun of a said mm -hmm. minor leaguer for his career of having that as Tyler was like, I want to see more of them. And now he's the Tampa Bay Rays organization, right? Remember that guy right, we were talking right. about and joking? And like that's yeah. what Chad Cool now is. Yeah. So we were making fun of one guy, and now that's our opening day starter. Yeah, that's terrible. I mean, the, the walks, the walks are just 
you just can't put major league hitters on, on base freely like that. Um, and, and yeah, he did a good job last Sunday. He, he started off just terrible. First couple innings just did not look good. And he was able to kind of push through those last couple innings and at least keep the team in the game. Um, cause the offense was, was hitting. Mm-hmm. So he was able to do that. Um, but he did not look good. He didn't look comfortable out there. He was throwing the ball all over the place. I don't really know what to make of him right now. His control really has never been that excellent. Um, right, right. But it has gotten worse. It has progressed, you know, since he's come back from that surgery um, from 2018. So he's uh, he's not the same pitcher as he was before then. And I don't know if it's if he's if it's his stuff, he doesn't, he just doesn't, he doesn't have a feel for his pitches like he did before his surgery. Maybe the surgery just kind of, kind of made him get out of whack or something. Cause. Well, and that's something again, I want to we, touch on here too. Yeah. Like, like you yeah. make a good point. If this mm-hmm. season was last year, I'd almost put like, uh, so there's reason to give him an out. Well, he's coming off the surgery. It's, it's Tommy John. He's healthy. So that's good but it's not there yet. Control issues are usually like a a thing that happens, you know, when you first come back. Um, So like if this was last year, I'd say, okay, well it sucks. It stinks, but it's post-surgery. Maybe this will start coming in June, July, and we'll see like a better version of Chad cool. But we saw Chad cool last year. It wasn't this. Now it wasn't like last year was pretty, but it wasn't this. And now he's a year since then removed from Tommy John even further so to me, like that excuse is gone. Like the injury to me mm-hmm. physically isn't, isn't anything in that sense. When you look at, so, and I apologize. I had the graphic. I didn't put it on my computer to put it up here. Um, when you look at the graphic, his release point is everywhere. I mean, it is everywhere right now. Like to me, it seems like it's a lot of mechanics. Um, and the other thing that stands out too is, as you mentioned, like look at the stat cast page and such and whatever, like a feel for it his slider and curveball is just not where it was even last year either. He's lost like you talk about spin rate. He's lost so much on those pre-surgery. And this is why, again, like there was a lot to me of expectations of Chad cool, you know, pre-surgery. When you look at his slider, 2,500 RPMs, look at his curveball, 2,900 RPMs. Last year, it wasn't to that degree, but again, that's the one year off of surgery. You almost feel that. This year, it's, it's, it's dropped almost a full 100 RPMs since last year. Like, he isn't even spinning the ball. Like, on his good pitches, they're becoming worse, too. His release point is everywhere. Like, to me, he just doesn't look good anywhere. This isn't like a, a Mitch Keller where he doesn't have the mentality and he's afraid. To me, this is – he has no idea where this ball is going. That's why he's not hitting the strike zone. Yeah, I mean, he he's, seems to have totally lost his command. The pitches just aren't what they used to be. Looks like he's just completely scrapped his four-seam fastball, by the way, this year. Yes. Um, he has not thrown one yet. Mm-mm. So he's just going basically sinker. He's really just been sinker slider for the most part. Um, yeah, I... I um, I don't know. I don't know. It's, you know, that's the thing. Like slider hasn't been good. Sinker hasn't been good. Like neither. It's not as if his sinker was good. Mm -hmm. 
but you could see fine. stuff in his like curveball and slider how it can be good, and it th- th- was good stuff. And yeah. the thing is, like those pitches aren't even good anymore, it, you know. So you already have command mm-hmm. issues, and your best offerings are now average to below average offerings. They're just not a good pitcher. <laughs> yeah, so I mean he just yeah right. I mean he just he just does not look good. And yeah, looking the numbers back up the eye test. I mean, the eye test just shows you that he doesn't know where he's throwing the ball all over the place. And then you're looking at the numbers. He's just, he's not throwing quality pitches. He's not throwing major league quality pitches right now. Um, And if he doesn't start doing that as well as like, not only does he have to start throwing better pitches, but he also needs to improve his command dramatically. Otherwise, otherwise, this might be the last year Chad Cool is in the major leagues. I was going to say he's he's putting yeah. himself from what can we get out of Chad Cool for a trade potential, right? To he's he's putting himself in the Trevor Cahill territory now, where the the reason Chad Cool is here and in this rotation is just to get us innings. We because he's not in the future. Like even right now, he's not in the future. This isn't like Colin Moran stuff. Right. This isn't like, do we extend Chad Cole? To me, this is ultimately is Chad Cole a major league pitcher or is Chad Cole a trade chip? You know, like that's his two options that you're putting out here. So the yeah. only goal really this year for Chad Cole is to trade him. And he is he is quickly becoming that Trevor Cahill territory where the only reason you're here with this pathetic ERA and stuff is is just to get us innings because once we don't need you anymore, you're gone. And it's not via trade. It's you're getting DFA'd. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't know I, there's, extreme, there's, but like, that's where there, he's headed. No, I mean, that's, that's exactly where he's headed. There's no team that's going to trade for Chad Cooler right no, now. Like, no. not, not even close. This isn't, and, like, uh, right, said, this isn't even the, we'll yeah. trade for him at, to be a reliever type thing. He's not going to be a good reliever mm-hmm. either. He's not a good pitcher. Not if he's not throwing strikes. Yeah. Yeah, so right now... Chad Cool is pitching for just like a job. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's become. He's he is he is fighting for his major league career right now this year. And if he doesn't get better, he 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 could be done. And there's time to improve it. Like I'm not here saying he can't, mm-hmm. but this is where we're headed. It, it gets it's bad. Like it's bad right now. I don't have too many hopes in what I have seen so far it's bad i've completely changed my viewpoint this year on chad cool with what i've seen so far like to me this isn't anywhere near where chad cool can be a re- effective pitcher all those over and unders i gave to you and all the stuff i've talked on i've already given you my apology jim my statements out there i've already apologized and th- yes i'm with you this isn't this isn't the guy that i was hopeful for like there's nothing that I'm seeing here even to suggest that there's more to Chad Cole that be patient. It's bad. Yeah. I mean, you were, and you were hoping that he could at least be that, that guy who could turn into a, a solid back of the rotation type arm. And, uh, cause, cause you could get something for that as, as a tra- at the trade deadline, mm-hmm. but he is not, he is not looking like that in any way or form whatsoever. Nope. Which is so sad to me. (laughs) 
of silver. Just, the 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 walk the walks are just absolutely out of control. Um, I said you, you're not going to have any success at the major league level if you're walking a batter in inning. No, nope. Period. That's it. I mean, yeah. Even half it. of that, you're fighting for <clears throat> success. Yep. Yeah. Like half of that, you're in now Kyle Crick territory. <laughs> you know? Jeez. Right. Right. Like, think about that. If he if he cuts his walks in half, he's earned himself to Kyle Crick territory. Which you're still like, is he going to be a good, effective pitcher? Right. <clears throat> which, by the way, Kyle Crick, we won't go too deep in that because for time, but. He's been an anomaly this year. Strikeouts are down. <clears throat> Walks are right where they are, but he's getting uh, he's getting very lucky on balls in play. Yeah, he's only allowed oh. one hit. <laughs> but right, yeah. Babip is like a hundred, I think. Um, Babip is zero seven seven. God, his I mean his slider moves like hell. Talk about RPMs. His stuff is even up. He's been like he's had like the the best, you know, spin rate on his slider for the past few years, and it's even higher this year. And he has no idea where that thing's going. Period. I yeah, no I, idea. I mean, the, sli- <laughs> the slider's <laughs> clearly a good pitch. It's just a matter of, you know, he's got to put it near the zone for people <laughs> right. to swing at it. I mean, you know, he throws some sliders where it and they, they end up, you know, three feet outside, and it's like you got to at least. <laughs> You gotta at least give the hitter an opportunity to think it's a good pitch. But right. let's say yeah, all, I mean, the movement, all lefties beware facing Kyle Crick. <laughs> the movement on his slider is uh it's very impressive. It it's one it's one of the best sliders in baseball, you know, if you're looking at, at horizontal movement. And uh he just uh but doesn't know where it's going all the time. Because it's yeah, it's unhittable in the sense going. that no one wants to swing at it because it's a ball. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you can get it over the plate or at least close, if you can just start it in the strike zone, then then you're looking at him probably being pretty successful. Right. All right. Well, that's that's pretty much everything. Uh, anything that you wanted to add in here as well? I think that'll do it. An early play starts tonight. First, uh, first designated hitter action of the year for the Pirates. There it is. Also, Cabrian Hayes may be returning soon. Maybe, maybe returning this week. I would, I would hope so. I, I, I felt a little. I he tweeted or not tweeted. He put on Instagram a little picture of of him with a, a peace sign, some deuces up. So I don't know if that was him being cryptic and saying I'm coming. I don't know, but maybe Cabrian Hayes on the on the return here soon. That also maybe. makes this team interesting. All right, yeah. Let's get out of here. We'll see you guys later. Bye bye. Later, guys.